according to live custom stream. And we are becoming live on YouTube. How amazing is that? Uh, hopefully everybody has their uh, stuff on mute. And if not, well, we'll find out here in just a moment. Looks like Kramer is in the house. Welcome, Kramer. We'll fly. They've already been chatting already. That's awesome. And uh, we are live. So welcome, everyone. So what we're going to do right now is we are going to say hello to our panel. Let's go ahead and start with Scuba Steve, since Scuba Steve is, you know, right here next to me. How you doing, Scoop Steve? I'm good. I'm good. I um, I ordered a trike. So as Will says, I've, I've moved over to the dark side. So <clears throat> I got that from Mr. Brian Hummer over at Kangook America. And it should be here. Well, it said it was going to be here Wednesday. Then it said, no, it'll be Friday. Now, today I got a message saying it'll be here Thursday. So I, I can't wait to try that thing out. Um, it's going to save me a lot of headache, especially on those nil wind days. Those are the ones that's really hard to get the wing up and, and get going, which I, I know I can do it. I just, I don't have the stamina that I need to have to, to get that thing up. So I'll just, I'll use the uh, trike for that. No wind. I heard, I heard that your, your headphones are delivered someplace different. Oh my God. Yeah. The head, my, my other, I already have one smoke PBG headset, but I ordered another one and it was supposed to come today. And the post office said they delivered them to a PO box. They're in the right city. So they didn't get like delivered to Kansas somewhere. They, they came here, but it says they got delivered to a PO box. And I'm like, I don't even have a PO box. So I don't know where that went. But yeah, well, hopefully you'll be able to get that. Uh, can't wait for you to get your Kangook uh, basic because you got the basic, right? Yeah, Kangook basic. We, we're supposed to have a fly in. Um, it starts in two days, but Hurricane Lee is like changed the wind really strong on the East Coast. So may not get to fly at all this weekend, which is very unfortunate, but pair of waiting. That's what we do. Ain't that the truth? Well, thank you so much for hanging out with us, buddy. Uh, uh, also, Scuba Steve is going to be watching for questions. So if you have any questions for our wonderful guest, uh, Martin Henderson, tonight, make sure that you at Scuba Steve and uh, you will be able to will be able to ask your questions. We also got Kevin from Mississippi. What's up, Mr. Kevin? How are you doing? Doing good. Uh, can't wait for you to go out to EFD. I think on our pre-show you said that you might go to EFD. Yeah, with y'all, I'll uh, I'll get up with you through text message or something like that and try to work something out. And Kevin and Kevin has not. Uh, he's going through classes right now to learn to fly, so he hasn't flown yet. So we're gonna be talking about that with Martin tonight. If you don't fly yet and you want to go to a fly, and you are more than welcome to go to a fly-in. So thank you, Kevin, for joining us tonight. Um, can't wait to see you at EFD. We also got Paramom from ParamomUSA.com. What's up, girl? Hi, everybody. Welcome, welcome, chatters. Hello, Monday. Hi, Martin. Welcome. We're so happy to have you here tonight, be our guest, and taking time out of your busy schedule. I so, so appreciate you. And uh, <laughs> yeah, just want to say hi to everybody. And if you want to be a guest on the show like Martin, just get up with me on paramomusa.com. I'll take you right to my Facebook page and just DM me and say, hey, I want to be on your show because you have the coolest show in the entire week. I want to be on your show. So you guys just hit me up and I'll get you set up and all that good stuff. So sit back and enjoy us. 
like this. Yeah. And my new backdrop. Have you seen? <laughs> That's when I went on my very there. first tandem <laughs> with Eric Lear and Jade. That's Passionate. funny. That's and, awesome. Uh, Can you find really it? And I, so it actually phone. looks like I'm sitting. Doesn't it look like I'm sitting in the seat? Yes. Yes. You're you're See? you're sitting you're sitting on your own lap. Looks <laughs> <laughs> like I'm Grandma. sitting in the seat. But that Grandma. picture, I was getting ready to go up, and I was saying, "Bow everybody!" You know how crazy I got about the whole thing. So, well, thank you so um, much, uh, Northern Lights Paramotor LLC rocks. Thank you, Grandpa. And back to you, Sean. Well, thank you, thank you, and I'm very glad this is your show because I don't know who the hell I am. I'm just this grandpa guy. Obviously, it's your show, so make sure you go over to ParamountUSA.com and say I wanted to be on your show because I don't know who that grandpa guy is. That's right. We also, That's got right. our very own Butch Fly from PPGbutch.com, our first candidate that's gone through the Run Into the Sky nonprofit organization. See, I can even put my name in that one, organization. Uh, welcome, Bush. How you doing, buddy? Uh, doing great. Doing great. Glad to be here. Well, how, how, how's your flying been? Have you been able to fly lately? Oh, uh, no. Uh, had some carburetor problems and then got the carburetor fixed, thanks to Sean. And then as soon as I got the carburetor fixed, the throttle cable broke. But uh, but you it blow it broke on the ground. You weren't flying, yeah, and that it, didn't cause you to have a motor out. So no. obviously, I think yeah. that's a good thing. Yeah, it, it was it was a good thing. It looks like Sean was training you some um, how to do some plumbing work too. Just saying. Yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yep. I, yeah. I made I made my new director of operations for Run to the Sky uh, put in the first toilet. So. Thank you very much. And if you guys didn't know, um, uh, Bush has been promoted. He is now the director of operations for Run to the Sky. Uh, he's been doing so much. He uh, moved over here from Alabama, decided to uh, give up everything and stay here and help disabled veterans, help with the, the, the nonprofit. So uh, paramotor props to you, bro. Paramotor props to you. Good job. I'm Thank glad you. that you're here. Glad that you're here. Glad yep. to be here. I am very glad to. Very glad to. We got our very own Will Fly from willflyppg.com. What's up, boss? Going on. Good to be here. Monday night, my favorite time. Now, you do some touching of the tips and videos. <laughs> Tell us a little bit about that. Yeah, I'm working on just the tip. 12.0 should be out shortly. 11.0 is a couple of weeks ago, but uh, it's going to include footage from Purden's Flying, which was the best Purden's Flying ever. And uh, yeah, I'm excited about this one. Special surprise on on uh, 12.02. I'm not going to say any more, but Ooh. a special surprise. So if we want to see this uh, this this special uh, just the tip 12.0, how just do we get to it? You would go to willflyppg.com or go to Wolf, uh, YouTube and search for Willfly. It should pop up there. And uh, if you subscribe, it'll send you a notification as well. Exactly. Go there, hit that subscribe, hit that bell notification. That way, when he puts out all these uh, amazing tip videos, you'll be the first one to see his tip. But tonight is not about you guys. It's not about me. Tonight is all about our guest, Martin Henderson. He is the air boss over at EFD. EFD is coming up so close. Martin, welcome to the show, buddy. Hey, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. Um, on the pre-show, we saw something on the back of your monitor. You had uh, 
the first female Amish, Amish girl that <laughs> took flight on a paramotor. Is that correct? That is her right there. Um, gosh, I want to, I can pull up the year to tell you the truth. Uh, that was in 2017 at Oshkosh. That was probably the first year that I had ever gone there. It was. And this family from, they flew in, first of all, that was her father that's holding her, uh, right, the, the lines right there, the, uh, she and there's another woman, I think that might be her sister, but that girl put on some straps around her legs to keep her skirt from getting in the propeller. And she, she took off and flew. And we all landed at Oshkosh that year for the first year uh, that they allowed us to land in, in Oshkosh. So that was quite an event. That is really cool. I'm so I I love having the the pre shows that are private where we can just talk about stuff. And uh, this show is going to be absolutely amazing. So uh, for you guys that don't know Martin, Martin, tell us a little bit about yourself. How did you get into paramotoring? And once again, welcome to the show, buddy. Thank you for having me. Okay, so I used to live in San Antonio, Texas, and I went to a fair called the Cornyball Festival in uh, Holotus, Texas. And I saw a PPG. Now this was two, no, this was in 99 when I saw for the first time something flying around in the air. And I immediately was drawn to that because I saw myself doing something like that. But then when I asked the gentleman next to me, what, you know, what are those guys doing up there? What, how do I get involved in that? And they're like, oh, that's called PPG. And, and uh, I said, well, how much does it cost? And when he told me some number, I, I hung my head down because it was such a disappointing number <laughs> right out of the gate, more than I had, that's for sure. And so um, fast forward about um, 20 years later, I moved here from uh, San Antonio and I moved here where I'm at now in Troy, Missouri. And I was talking with a buddy of mine while we're driving. I, I haul cars for General Motors on a transport truck and have been doing that for almost 24 years now. And um, I'm talking to a guy and he told me he took a flight, a tandem flight at a festival in Illinois. And then I just got to thinking, you know what, now I've got a little money. I want to check this out. So I started some researching on the uh, internet. And then next thing you know, I'm finding a school through Blackhawk is who I started off with. And uh, I was trained in uh, Fowler, Illinois under Mike Mixer. And so here I am 2023 and almost a thousand flights under my belt now. And I, I used to hit the circuit pretty hard at fly-ins going to anything and everything except the West coast, nothing personal, just didn't have the time for distance. Um, and so I try to go to all the fly-ins and when, uh, Will Fly mentioned, uh, Purdens, uh, I went to his, uh, 20th year. I think it was the 20, 20, 20th or 21st flying. That was beautiful over there, but I've, I've hit them all that, that I can. And, uh, how I got involved mainly with endless foot drag is that, uh, I used to go to the endless foot drag in Fort Smith, Arkansas. And 
I was the I was there the year that that gentleman spiraled down to the ground, and when he perished, that foot drag ended. And Michael Holiday, which I have his shirt on right now, um, when he took the fly in from Britain Shaw out of Fort Smith, he brought it to Fredonia, Kansas. And then the first year, uh, it was just kind of, you could tell, it, we didn't know what to expect. We just all showed up, wanted to have a good time. And then out of nowhere, Michael Holiday said, hey, Martin, would you consider being a, an air boss for me? And I had seen uh, one other gentleman. Now, this is going to be a good story. Um, so this gentleman at Beach Blast uh, saw me butcher about four reverse launches on the sand in front of about 300 people staring at me while I was trying to do a reverse launch. And I am not accustomed to doing reverse launches, especially with that, that type of wind, which is, I love it now, but I didn't know how to reverse launch. And I remember him being so patient and kind and just trying to get me out of focusing on the people watching me fail, but what, you know, having me focus on what I was doing to turn around and make that reverse a complete launch. And on the fourth attempt, I got the wing, you know, settled above me just nice and neat. And, and then off I go. And uh, I could tell that uh, that that kind of patience is what I will always appreciate and respect. And then when I became the air boss at Endless, I decided that's the type of format that I want to follow when helping others that might have difficulty either landing or launching or just following the etiquette of safety at, at a fly-in. And so uh, I guess now it's been almost eight years and I have a, a great girlfriend out of it. I met her in Fredonia, Kansas at the fly-in. She worked for the Chamber of Commerce and now she and I are together and we were going there next week and uh, oh gosh. Yeah, so it's been a great whirlwind event. And when that gentleman Scuba Steve mentioned about a trike, I eventually will have to go that route as well because I get tuckered out too really bad when it comes to zero wind launching. And I still fly, I, I fly a, a 25 meter wing. So um, I'm pushing the envelope in zero wind, but I still have the confidence right now to kind of go up and fly without wind. But I know one day that these old lungs and legs will give out and I'll be on a trike before you know it. <laughs> well, trikes, I personally think are wonderful, especially when you go to a fly and think about this. If the wind is the wrong way and we're over here on this side of the line, we have to walk all the way to the other side with our with our gear that takes a lot however if you have a light trike that you can bolt on you can drive yourself to the other side and there you have the opportunity of to unbolt four bolts and foot launch go fly around land right next to it put four bolts back on and drive yourself right back over and you're not humping your your paramour and stuff so you don't have to fly with it it could just be your transportation vehicle and they don't run very much, about 1500 bucks. That's right. Food for thought. Food for <laughs> yeah. thought. I, I, got a, I got a question. You said that back in 1999, you heard the price of a paramotor. What was that price? 
Back then, believe it or not, I think he said it was about $25,000 to get into the sports. Whoa. Okay. Okay. Just a little bit more than what it is now. And, uh, <laughs> and if you've gone back into the history of paramotors, you'll see how bulky and heavy and, and slow everything was just. And I didn't even get close to that guy's paramotor. I saw two guys flying off in the distance, but I've done my research when I first got into the sport. And I realized some of those things back then were very cantankerous and they were not easy to, you know, I guess the props would explode. The wings were very heavy and they weren't so agile, if you will, on launch. And so watching the failures of others and um, the fact that they changed over the years so much sounds like we all got in at a good time. I agree. Uh, I know that one of the things that we do is we watch the risk versus reward. Um, uh, Jeff Gowen has that video, by the way, and we watch that and, uh, who is that Butch Fly? Who is that that's on there? Um, Chandler, right? Um, you're you're on mute, Butch. You, you can't, I can't hear you. William Shatner. Shatner. William Shatner, right? So William Shatner is on there, and you could and you could see people with these. This must have been a really old video. Um, they were using the, their hands to start the uh, prop. They were prop starting it. Uh, they had really mm -hmm. high hang points, and yeah, it was it's it was like a totally different thing. Did you do you guys watch that too? Have you seen those? I've seen it. Yeah, yeah, crazy what they used to fly, and now we get these really <laughs> light machines. Uh, some of these wings are it's almost like it's almost cheating. It's like with with two miles an hour, you could do a reverse. It's like what the heck? That's just amazing material. So I guess one of the questions is also too, Martin, is everybody likes to know what is your go-to wing and your go-to paramotor? So I can definitely say without a doubt that my paramotor is by Nirvana. Um, I've had an instinct now for about six years. I had rodeo before that and uh, the Blackhawk. It's like I went from low to high uh, as far as quality uh, just by having more motor routes than than a new pilot should have so early in the ball game but i learned you know that uh the the, the black hawk that i was flying was not really good at uh staying together i know i might get in a little trouble with some people i don't mean to be dogging on brands but um that's just what happened and why i switched over and i'm glad i did uh so the paramotor um I don't know. It's got 230 cc's and it's uh, it's I'm not saying bulletproof, but it's really done me well. Got a lot of flights under it. And my wing, I switched, uh, I want to say maybe four years ago to a uh, Quibic, Nuvic, Nuvic, Quibic, you know, that brand. You ever heard of that? Yeah, everybody says the same thing. They don't know how to they don't know how to pronounce it either. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. But I like the wing because I got it. Uh, I got it uh, used from a buddy of mine who said it was horrible for breaking. And I figured real, real quick on how to break um, by adjusting the brakes. And I know he, he's been my mentor. Uh, his name was Matt Miller, and he flew an instinct and a universal wing. And he can fly literally anything um, that flies. I mean, he's a 
uh, a GA pilot, and he's got uh, a lot of hours under, um, oh, what is that? The helicopter. Uh, he's got helicopter hours. He's got general aviation and paramotor, unbelievable amounts of time in a paramotor. And he was my mentor after I really got into the sport. I met him at Indy Air Hogs in 2014, but we didn't become friends till maybe 15. Um, but he has been my person to go to. And uh, Kevin uh, out of Mississippi, I would suggest that once you once you get your training, I would find a, somebody who is going to allow you to pick their brain and you pick their brain until they tell you no more calling here, no more. You no call here, no more. Because that's the person that you respect and you get a lot of information from them because your trainer can't cover everything. But small talking constantly about somebody or you, the sport you're about to get into is what I would recommend. And do it nonstop until you have a lot of flights under your belt. Because personally, this isn't the easiest sport to, uh, to grasp right out of the gate. That's what I would recommend to you. But I've flown a lot of wings. I've flown probably anything that somebody will let me fly. And I like them all to tell you the truth. I'm thinking about going to a solo one of these days. If I can find somebody that wants to trade me wings, I'd go to a solo. Well, Butch Fly yeah. actually owns a, a solo. What size are you looking for? Uh-huh. I, I think it's a 25 or 27 would work for me. Uh, Bush has what? You no. 18? 18. Oh, yeah. He's got an eight. You know, that's pretty <laughs> stable. Yeah. yeah. Bush, Bush flies the, uh, the solo. He flies the, what else do you fly? The um, Charisma, too. The Charisma, the Apco Charisma. Okay. And you're going to be okay. wanting the, uh, which one, the Lift Easy R? Yeah, the left easy are. Okay. So I yeah, got a so question for either Martin or Sean or whoever. I, and y'all yeah. may have answered this before, but I don't remember. Um, say you're flying a class A wing. When you come into land, do you prefer your trims out or in? Now, when you say out or in, are you also talking about are, are you also talking about neutral or are you talking about just straight out or straight in? Well, my wing only has a trim range of about four inches. So when I'm all the way in, it's just whoop, and that's it. So when right. I go all the way out, it's this far. So it depends. It depends on the the wind that you have, right? If you have nil wind, I like to pull them in because that way I can come in nice and easy. If I have wind, I want to let them out because you know that gives us a little bit more speed. It can penetrate through. And that's only on an A-wing, right? Because if you start yeah, yeah. going for a B-wing with tip steering, if you go past neutral, you can't use your brake. So if you're coming in past neutral and you try to flare, you could collapse your wing. So um, I just noticed that when my trims are in and I come into land, it's so slow. I have yeah. like no flare authority at all. It's just you, you pull and it doesn't do anything. If until, you pull I until I hit the ground, then it then it. <laughs> If you pull, if you pull trims in, take a wrap. Okay. And that's only on nil wind. That's only on nil wind. If you have nil wind and you want to come in slow, 
you know, take that wrap, pull those trims in. You can come in just like a butterfly. Uh, and, and that's, to me, that's easier on my back and my knees. So if I come in, I pull trims, I pull the trims in, take a wrap, depends. Might take two wraps because the more wraps, the more flare authority you have, especially when you come in at such a slow speed. I'm an old grandpa. I don't like to come in fast and and run my way, you know. Uh, yeah. Yeah. How about, how about you, Martin? What do you think? Well, I couldn't have said it better to tell you the truth, but I want to know, does he know what taking a rap means? Yes. You get what scuba Steve? Okay. Because I, I, I usually do finger wraps because I have finger toggles. I, I, I did away with toggles a long time ago. I, I don't even like toggles anymore. So I do finger toggles. Sometimes I'll do either my index finger or middle finger on the throttle hand. And then I use the middle finger for sure on the right hand. And then if I don't feel like if I, if I come in and it's nil wind, I'll take a wrap. And it, some would say that's kind of dangerous because if something were to go wrong and you've got um, your lines wrapped around one finger, that could be bad. But so I always do two fingers wraps with those finger toggles. And then, then you have more uh, flare authority in nil wind. Well, I don't think Martin flies a trike, but I know Butch does. So when you come in to land on the trike, do you A, flare, or B, do you feather your gas pretty much until your back wheels touch the ground? Butch? You can do both. Right? Yeah, I kind of do both. You do both? Okay. I was just wondering. I was like, yeah, I've seen I've seen it done a bunch of different ways. I definitely don't want to come down on the trike and just bounce off the ground. That that would be bad. So yeah. What um, Steve what Steve's describing there and with the A-wing, it seems like you don't have enough speed. Seems like you're coming in way too slow and, yeah. and don't have the flare authority. So why what what does your manual suggest? My manual doesn't say much of all. Much it should. All. I'd be really surprised if it didn't give a recommendation on on no when. And and you're right, Will. One hundred percent right. Always check when we give our our personal opinions on the podcast, guys. Uh, we are. This is this is these are people that have been flying for a while, and we understand you know uh, some nuances of our wing because we've probably been flying our wing for a long time. So as a new student or someone that hasn't been in the sport very long, always, always, always check your manual because some manuals will say always go tr trims neutral for takeoff and landings. Some will say, you know, something's different. So always check your manual. Don't rely on us. Don't rely on your friends or other pilots uh, to give you um, any definitive ways of coming in for landing or taking off check with your instructor always check your manual thank you will that was a good good point good point verify <laughs> all right so butch um, so i keep you... throwing this up here yes i'm sorry no please go i ahead. said i keep throwing this up here because this 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 was uh given to me by jeff going out of fly in and he put my little setup right there uh, in in the book oh, and you'll cool. see that you'll see that out of fly in the tumbleweed cart but it's just a way inside the ppg bible uh I, this is a good book too for kevin if you get the chance get this book through your 
well, through several sources, but get this book. I've, I've got like one. Reading. Have you? Good. You're going to like it. And I'll be there at Endless to sign that page for an autograph if you need it. Nice. Or <laughs> a 20 spot, right? <laughs> yeah, good call. Money talks. <laughs> All right. <laughs> uh, going, going back to the trike thing, uh, I think that, th that maybe Scuba will uh, dig this. Butch, when you first started flying the trike, you came in and you just glided in you, and you touched the, you know, your rear wheels, front wheels, <laughs> and you kind of landed kind of hard, right? Yeah. So what do we, what do we tell you to do? Uh, pull the trims in a little bit because I had them all too far out and that was a nail wind day and you told me to feather keep the power on that way I could keep the the lines tensioned up and it, it eased me down a lot easier and how did that work out for you uh, I, I'm doing so much better doing touch and goes now yeah, nice. the, first, the first time scuba when you come in for a landing Keep keep a little bit of power going because the faster you go on it, you know you want to come in. You don't want to come in with trims in, right? De well, depending on uh, the weather, obviously. But if uh, stick it on neutral, you come in a uh, little bit of power, and as you come in, you just barely touch down. You can barely feel that you even came in, and give yourself a little bit of flare. Man, it's soft and smooth like a baby's butt, man. Yeah, I can't I can't wait for it to get here. Just. The waiting game now do you already have some play have you already flown a trike uh, are you going to be able I to flown a trike? trike but i did do some training with kyle glee um when i was in louisiana he has a, a little trike trainer that we went up and down you know practicing kiting the wing while we had you know a motor that was pushing us so we would kite the wing down the runway back the other way back and forth it was fun it is fun Okay, with that training, you should have no problem transitioning, I don't believe. No, I don't think so. Excellent. Well, that's awesome. Well, it's about 7.30 right now. Uh, do we get any questions in the Super Chat? And if not, hello to everybody. Um, who can uh, say hello to everybody in the Super Chat? All right, Linda, go for it. Can you see the Super, can you see the super Chat? No. <laughs> <laughs> who, who can see the super chat wants to say hello to everybody real quick take it away anybody going once there we go <laughs> i said am i on mute could you read my lips okay normally wait till i get all the way to the end of the list and then you tell me i was on mute so <laughs> <laughs> so hey there kramer uh we've got bill h Butch Fly, Tony Marzano, Kenneth Kidwell. Got to meet Kenneth at Purdens for the first time. That was cool. Uh, Cliffy V, what's going on? James Calhoun, Kramer, I already got. Scuba Steve, Mad Sloper, and got some more, got some more, got some more. Daniel Roush and John Wayne. Did I say John Wayne? No. You know, John Wayne is uh, infamous. What's up, cowboy? Every single time he's like, ah, just landed, just landed. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to get him a T-shirt that says that. Just landed. Yeah, that would be perfect. <laughs> DP, what's going on, man? 
Hey, DP. What's up, DP? Yeah, Bill H. I got James, North Carolina, buddy. What's going on? 555, Flying Flamingo. Hi, Jade. Love you. And there's one more. I know for sure. I just got to find them. There's quite a few. Kangook America. What's going on, man? Hey, Brian. Your ears must have been burning. David Rainey, Greg Laney, and Chris Lockley, and Deweese Milstead. David Rainey out of Alabama. Love you, Weezy. I don't know. David Rainey, are you out of Alabama? We'll find out soon enough. And unless I miss someone, that's all I got, Sean. Excellent, excellent. Welcome, everybody. Glad that you guys made it here live. Uh, Tonight, we are talking with Martin Henderson. He is the air boss over at EFD. Has a lot of amazing stories. Glad you joined us. And obviously, if you are listening to us uh, after the fact in Memorex instead of live, glad that you're listening to us. Thank you so much. We definitely appreciate you dropping in. Um, Let's go ahead and continue our uh, amazing a conversation with Martin. Man, he's been talking about all the cool stuff he's been doing, all the different uh, uh, machines that he's flown. And what is the most powerful? You said that you had a 230 or 220 motor. What, what's the most powerful motor you have been flying? That That is it right there, the Instinct 230. Um, bulletproof almost, but yeah, I, I know there's stronger pair motors out there for sure. But this one is heavy enough for me. I'm kind of getting up there in the the long tooth syndrome, and I don't need any extra weight on me. I don't. So, so just because it's really hard to tell, you know, um, uh, what what is your all up weight when when we're looking at you here? Are we talking about 180 pounds for your all up weight? And what's your your all up weight? weight? I wish. (laughs) <laughs> uh, I think I'm at uh, three, three thirty six, somewhere around there. All up weight. I weigh two thirty six, two forty sometimes, and my paramotor with the full tank of gas uh, and just loaded down. All all ups about two thirty something or three thirty something. So yeah, me too. Does me I've too. never had any issues with with overheating on on a trike or a backpack foot launch i mean that's my, that's one of the hardest decisions i can make i'm like before i fly i'm like do i risk it and put another gallon of gas in there because it's that much more weight that i don't want i'm like really? no yeah i literally look at my gas tank and go do i really need that much i mean i could fly for an hour and just come back and put more gas instead of filling it all the way up i'd rather just come land and put more gas to be honest with you <laughs> I've been topping off my uh, my my angel with five gallons every single time, so I can do about two and a half to three hours. I I love flying so much, so yeah, you know it, it is one of those things. Wow. But uh, lately, I've been enjoying the Atom eighty, so it's so light, and I don't put in five gallons. That's for sure. Wow. And I can fly for a couple of hours with a little bit of gas, so I'm digging the Atom eighty at two forty. So there you go. That's a good deal. What size wing do you have with that? 28. A 28. Yeah, I fly 28. I, I tried a 17. 
I tried a 17 with Shannon. It was your wing. What was it? A, your, no, smaller than that. I tried my girlfriend's Adam 80 and her wing was not a 25. It was like a 17 and it was almost comical watching me. I would get up in the air and then I'd come back down full throttle, go up, come back down. I was not getting in. There was not enough thrust for this fat. So, you know, yeah, um, <laughs> believe believe it or not, the Apco F3 has so much lift that on the Adam 80, on a nil wind, I can get up in about 12 steps. Um, oh, yeah, I I dig that. Gotcha. Pretty fast. It's uh, so it has yeah, it's it's really nice. And once I get up there, man, I can carve. Nice. I I've never flown that Apco. I'd like to. Well, um, I'll probably bring that over to EFD, so you can try it. Yeah, might have to. Yeah, might have to. Might have to borrow it for a flight if you don't mind. You Absolutely. can fly mine if you've never flown the Quivic, but it's got the finger toggles. I don't. I, I'm not saying they can't be switched out, but you'd like the finger toggles. I, you would. Yeah. I like flying uh, that stuff too. I mean, you know, I, I like flying everything. I flying. Uh, I I like to fly right hand, left hand throttle, uh, different wings, uh, tight in two D, separate uh, uh, tip steering, um, a a wing. Actually, I, I flew an A wing like a year after I started flying. I never flew A wing, and my first wing was um, a little B. It was a Roadster three. Um, and, uh, only after mm. I started the school did I actually start to fly a wing just so I could, you know, feel it, man. I felt like I was on rafters. Like, man, I had to pull so far down. I'm like, mm. there's yeah. no carve in the a wing. It's great. <laughs> but, uh, right. so, so you says that you fly a lot of different wings, right? Martin. So what's the most spiciest wing and what's the most, you know, solid wing that you've ever flown? Just curiosity. Uh, well, so I don't want to, uh, I, I hope you didn't misconstrue that. I have flown a lot of wings, but not on the spicy side. I'm not a, I'm not that style of, of pilot at all. I like to go up and see God's creation from above and that's it. I will do slight wing overs, but, uh, and some rabbit ears. Um, and I, yeah, I do not get spicy up in the air. That's not my, not, not my cup of tea. Okay, excellent. Hey, Scuba Steve, do we have any so I, questions in the super I, chat, buddy? I wouldn't really say. Well, I mean, we got one for you, Sean. They asked, um, did that quad in your last video, did it come from Blackhawk? Yes, it did. Okay. And then they, they also want to know, or Kenneth Kidwell wants to know, what size revert, reserve do you use? Um, I got, for, for me, I got the 130 Beamer. It's uh, Regalo, so it's a steerable one. It's a uh, front mount. Um, so that's what I use for most everything. So even if my Paramo that I fly has a reserve, I do like to use my Regalo uh, as a second reserve because I can put that on anything I fly. Um, so I think it's a 130 Beamer, if I'm not mistaking. And that's it. Okay. Did Fly Swamper say something, Will? Oh, Will, if you're trying to talk. 
He's muted. He's Man. I've got a dog. I've got a barking dog all of a sudden. So I just, uh, yeah. Okay. So my apologies. Um, anyways, yeah. So Fly Swamper was saying that basically it's, uh, let me just read it verbatim. Having a good, good climb rate can sometimes save you from prior other poor decisions. So I, I think what he was saying is that it's a greater, it could be a greater risk with a lower climb rate. And I'm assuming he's talking about using the Atom 80 as opposed to the Moster with the uh, more power. Well, you know, then you have a combination too, you know, so I have a low power paramotor with a wing that's a 28 that has lots of lift. Um, I mean, I can climb pretty good with my Atom 80. Now, obviously, my 185 climbs better. The I have, we also have a Blackhawk 220. I've flown the SP 140, which actually feels like it's a 220 motor. And um, you know, you go up to even my tandem trike that has the Rotex 503, a lot more power. So I mean, I know about the power, and uh, I agree. If you can't get up above the trees, that's probably you know, a bad thing. Just, just like, just like Martin was saying, got up, went down, got up, went down. So if you're determined to get up in the air and, and uh, you just run out of runway, that could be a bad thing too. I also have a Gen Vantage three, which is a hybrid wing. So it's really nice to be able to, it's a high. Okay. So hybrid real quick. So you guys understand you have a hybrid wing, like the Gen Vantage three, that's a motor wing slash mountain wing, which means it can pair glide or paramotor with the same risers. And then you also have a hybrid uh, skin wing, like uh, the APCO uh, hybrid, that's uh, half dual skin and the second half is just single skin. So you have different type of hybrids. So I want to clarify, I'm talking about the motor mountain uh, hybrid. So I can get up in the Atom 80 because it's extremely lifty. It's designed to be very lifty because it's, you know, it's a motor mountain wing. So if you uh, do free flying, it has lots of lift. So I get up to about, you know, 4,000 feet, kill the motor on the Atom 80, and now I can basically uh, free fly, which is really amazing. Um, it has a lot of lift. So yes, you're right. Depending on what kind of motor and wing you have, you want something that can get you up in there pretty quick. Well, Kyle Glee. Um, he was saying, you know, whether you're flying an Atom 80 or a 185, you sh you pretty much should know the climb rate of your motor. And if you get into a situation to where you can't climb out fast enough, then you didn't prepare ahead. You were not looking ahead at what was coming. So if you, if you don't have enough time to climb out, then you weren't watching for it. He pretty much says, you know, you should never put yourself in that situation where you have to try and force yourself to get power to get out of something. That well, is a great point. And, yeah. and I've, I've been, you know, I had the advantage of spending a lot of time with an Atom 80. That's what I, my first couple of years before I went to the Moster. If I went back to the Atom 80, I would enjoy it. It's a great motor, but I wouldn't, my flying style would change. I wouldn't do as much, you know, close to the ground or ground proximity flying that I do now because I certain situations like that one time with the power, the uh, power lines. And you, you remember that, Sean? Yeah. Without the power of that moster, I never would have made it. On the other hand, I wouldn't have put myself in that situation uh, in the first place. So, yeah, I mean, you just you can you can fly any motor safely. It's it's all on you, you know, mm -hmm. to make the right call. Exactly. Another good point, Will.
Yep. Tough city fly. Do we have any more questions in the super chat before we go on? Nah, uh, say so continue. Keep going. Well, there was one. There, oh, there was you one. Mentioned, you mentioned the Gen. Do you have any experience? Uh, Jason Scott was asking about the Gen Falcon. Uh, I only flown the Gen Vantage so far, so I haven't flown the Falcon. How about you? How about you guys, Martin? Anybody else? I claim I came close to buying one and it got sold out before I could produce the money. So I wanted to fly that. I really did. But that doesn't count. <laughs> yeah, that doesn't count. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have never met you, but I know you you've done a lot on uh, Facebook at one time. I'm glad to finally put a face to the name. Yeah, man, the same here. And uh, Endless Foot Drag, I've not been to that yet, but it is like at the top of my bucket list. I just wish it wasn't in Kansas. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it's kind of like you with the West Coast, right? And me with the Kansas, but it's on my bucket yeah. list. Or maybe even next year, um, have to see how things go. Um, what, what part of Kansas? Yeah, is no doubt. I'd love to have you. Thank you. Southeast Kansas. So... <laughs> Um, have you ever heard of Independence, Kansas? Yes. Or Wichita? Yeah. You've heard of Wichita. So it's east of Wichita, straight, run a parallel line from Wichita and go straight east and you'd run into Fredonia that way. It's about 45 minutes, 50 minutes east of Wichita. Okay. So you could go all interstate. Are you out of North Carolina? Yeah. Yeah. So okay. I could probably go up to St. Louis and then over something like that. I've been to Kansas before, been through it, you know. But, uh, just yeah. get a tornado right. alley map and just follow that. And you'll be <laughs> right there in that line. <laughs> <laughs> and believe it or not, I've, I've had people stop through St. Louis. I'm, I'm on the west side of St. Louis, and I've had a few few guys that you guys know, and actually one passed away here, what was it, two weeks ago. Woody Hayes used to stop through here and uh, stay the night on his way to wherever else he was going. Uh, but, yeah, he and I used to fly here and there. But, oh, yeah, heard, if you ever need a place to stay. I heard his Go son's going to be at EFD, right? Woody Hayes' son? Yep. Cool. They're going to. Yep, they're going to have a memorial flight for him or probably drop his ashes, actually, that on uh, Saturday evening. Oh, nice. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Rest in peace, Woody. So, yep, yeah. Wow. So sad. How many people are you expecting? Well, you... Oh, God. We don't know, really. I mean, it fluctuates year to year based on the weather. Um, before COVID, it was we had 250 pilots, and now it's shrunk down a little bit. And so, I don't know, we'll, we'll probably have 100 pilots and uh, enough spectators to match that a little bit more. And, yeah, so it's the location is what really is uh, kind of a lure the endless foot drag has its own uh, airport. They they take over the airport out there, and it's a five thousand uh, five thousand foot uh, airport. 
runway and we have the whole runway to ourselves. We put X's on both ends. And so everybody's, everybody that camps out there just stays right there on the runway. And then there's fields on either side and you can launch from either field. And that's pretty cool. And I'm assuming it's extremely flat. So, I mean, <laughs> obstacles won't be a problem. I mean, you pretty much fly in direction, right? But well, so two things about that. What I think is kind of interesting is when, and, and I'm not trying, I, I am kind of trying to promote the, uh, the endless foot drag for those who've never been there. It sets at the edge of, um, what's the name of that? Uh, Flint Hills. And so, you know, a lot of people visualize Kansas as being this flat farm ground that has a bunch of dust and a couple of jackrabbits at, you know, but it's not like that at Endless. The, the foothills set on the edge of where Fredonia is. So you get that laminar style wind, almost coast-like coastal like wind and as soon as you get up you realize you're in a good spot and then wherever you go you'll find that there are i'm not going to say rustic plateaus but they're the the geographic the geographics of the, the the contours of the land all that you know you'll see that it's not just flat there and you can go as far as the mile as far as the eye can see and fly um and you'll see the the beautiful contours of the landscape out there. And it's, to me, I, I love that part of it. it. And that's west. When you go east, you're going to catch some farmland. But I don't care where you live, you're going to catch farmland. If you're, if you're not flying over a city, you're going to, like where I live, there's a lot of farming out here. So. Well, I'll be there. But I hope to see other people on. come. Sean, have you been? No, this will be my first year. Oh, uh, awesome. Been to the Bad Apples, been to the Moonshiners, but this will be my first EFD. I wanted to go to Purden's, but we were sick, so couldn't go there and cough on all the pilots. That'd be kind of rude, so we'll have to go there next year. Yeah. Bill says, can we fly over town? <laughs> Who said that? Bill H., Said, can we fly? I know Bill H. I think he's doing that. He's doing that. Bill Herman, right? Yes. <laughs> uh, he's doing he's doing that on purpose. He's trying to rip me. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you do it, Bill. <laughs> right over the mayor's house. Yeah. Love no, Bill. we do, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Even Shannon, my girlfriend, knows him. Yeah, everybody knows Bill. Everybody That's knows Bill H. Yeah. Yeah. He's the best. You guys want to do a thumbnail real quick? Oh, yeah. Good idea. Landon, if you're there, go ahead and uh, say cheese real quick. Nope. No, that was an old one. I mean, the wrong one there. He's in the back 40. Okay. Let's see. Not yet. Dang it. All right, so one, two, three. There we go. All right. See, I had to put my glasses on. Had to what take was that? Off. What Thanks, was it? Bill. 
Oh, it was a, a screenshot. Yeah. So we have a uh, thumbnail to put on the show. Well, get me involved. You're on there. We got you. Yeah, yeah you're there. Yeah, but I wasn't doing no thumbs up or nothing. <laughs> okay, we'll do another one. All right, let's do another one real quick. Okay. Oh, I like that. <laughs> Mark, you're funny. Ready? <laughs> funny. Okay. So oh, wait, wait, one, wait. Okay. One, two, three. There we go. <laughs> Is that a heart? <laughs> These are a That's heart funny. or a radish. I don't know. <laughs> Mark wants to. Be I saw Lindy doing that. There we go. <laughs> See when I do stories next week, then I'll put this in the in the sto my story or whatever. That's why I love these thumbnails because I make my story to promote the show every Monday, right? And mm -hmm. I put so you'll be you'll be able to see yourself in stories. You'll be like, oh, there I am next Monday. You'll be right there. Yay! Wow. That's all right. Wow. You're in the <laughs> Hall of Fame, the he's Wall famous. of Fame. Something famous. <laughs> So uh, I guess real quick, um, we are rolling up on uh, eight o'clock. So before you know, eight o'clock rolls around, uh, anybody in the super chat, let us know: Are you going to EFD? If so, what are the days? I think I'm gonna, we're going to be there probably on the nineteenth to the twenty third ish. I think depends on what Butch wants That's to I'm yeah, no, yeah, 19th through the 23rd, maybe all the way to the 24th. It depends on what's going on. It also depends on too if um Kevin's gonna make it. If Kevin's gonna make it, we'll we'll stay there the whole time. But yeah, let us know in super chat. Are you going to EFD? How about you guys on the panel? Who's all going? We know we, we know Martin is. I'm Who else going is gonna be going? Not this year. Nah, not Let this year. I'm going. Who else going? Butch might go. That's it. Landon Marsh said he's going all week. Oh, nice. Oh, so that's a good question. So, okay, the dates. Yep. Who's going and when? And then, but it's a whole week event. Is that right? Yep. That's nice. I'm starting on the 18th to the 24th. Don't wow. get there too early or you will not be allowed to go in, right? So what are the days that we can get there? What's too early? What's right about early when does everybody normally get there and when does everybody leave martin so the official uh fly-in starts on monday morning but we uh, but landon should i say landon is graciously allowed those to show up i think it's after two or three i can't remember exactly on sunday because that's the official you know when he'll allow people to come on because we've got some work to do when we get there and so we, we like to put up all kinds of signage and uh, things that will help others understand the perimeters of the fly-in. And, and uh, we've, we've got the vendors, they come in and they set up. And then the porta-potties and a circus tent, there's always a tent there. That's where we gather for the pilot's briefing. And a lot of people store their paramotors and their wares up under there during in climate weather. And that's a Kind of a general area if we have guest speakers they give um they give their time under the tent and then we have a hangar uh that's from lone star they take over the hangar and they have a flight simulator there and they give they 
are they the official uh are they're one of the big vendors yeah they're but they're like the biggest vendor that comes out there lone star paramotor and so they get the hanger and they bring a lot to the uh the endless foot drag and have really done a great job in being out there but we have any vendor that ever wants to show up, we always appreciate that. And I think even Landon this year changed it so that all vendors come for free this year. Nice. Hopefully it'll always be like that. So promote your wares, bring them. And we're trying to get more, more, uh, I've heard it, it's at Bad Apples where they have two rows of vendors that runs, you know, one across from the other all the way through and, you know, at night, everybody kind of shows up out there. There's a lot of lights and people walk through the, the vendor's row, if you will, and enjoy the camaraderie of the sport and exchange great ideas and war stories and food. Oh, there's going to be food there too, right? I'm, I don't know the details of that, but there's food in town. Okay. Oh, well, there's always food in town. We know that. There's several restaurants that are looking forward to any and everybody that shows up uh, the kitchen table. There's Pizza Hut, there's Mexican restaurant, there's a steakhouse, Subway, Thai food. So it's not a big town. I think the total population is like 2,200. But when uh, Endless shows up, it, it really um, excites the people and they bring a lot of <laughs> Steve's vaping up plume of smoke over there <laughs> that's funny oh i was, uh, I was muted too i didn't mean to strike you go ahead uh, yeah so yeah i just want to see you know i'd love to see more people and, and be sure and come up and say hi to landon and i or anybody that's out there it's a it's a good time it really is the the hospitality of fredonia is uh Really, they've really gotten involved in 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 welcoming welcoming all of us out there, and you'd be surprised how many people if they it, whatever they need the comp or the the town really pulls together and tries to help out anybody who needs a hand with something. So welding, broken parts, this and that. I mean, we've had people that have landed out and they'll just cart them back to to the to the airport. You know, when they land out. So that's my job, too, is to pick them up. Sometimes I can't be everywhere. So, but, yeah. Landon's been posting on the Facebook page, like, the guest speakers in the clinics. Oh, good. So we've got guest speakers that are going to be here this year. And what else? Clinics. Clinics. I guess there's going to be a clinic or two going to be put on by some people. I know we've had in past uh, Chris Santa Croce shown up out there. Uh, Jeff Gowen is showing up out there. Kyle O'Glee, Vitarasi. Yeah. So we've had people from, I don't want to say all over the world, but we've had a lot of, we had some Russians showed up, uh, gosh, about three or four years ago, but they were, they were checking out the goods too. You could tell they, they were measuring other paramotors and seeing what they could do. They thought they were being sneaky, but we knew what they were doing. <laughs> Reporting back to the Kremlin. They're trying. They're trying. They're trying to make their Skymax even better. I guess. Yeah, 
Okay, have you has anybody met that young man? Um, what is his name? It's a Russian name too. He's he's come through here and spent three or four days with me. Uh, first thing I think of is Ivan, but he, he's not Ivan. He lives in Houston now. Young yeah. man, man, that guy can fly. Oh my gosh, he is impressive. But he was he's with Skymax, and he brought the engineer who engineered that paramotor. Uh, and, but what's his name, Landon? What's that guy's name? It's going to slay me. Good kid. Anyways, yeah. We, we have some good people that come out there. We, we, uh, we look forward to seeing a lot of people out there every year. Absolutely. I've, I've flown the Sky Max. They are rock solid for sure. Matter really? of fact, matter of fact, we even have a, uh, a Sky Max without a motor and a harness. And that's what students go out there and learn after they, uh, you know, kite a little while. They go mm -hmm. out there to feel what it feels like to actually have a cage on their back. So we use the Sky Max for that. Oh, nice. Have yeah. you seen what they've done with their... Um... Their fuel batter, bladder, their their fuel bag. Have you seen what they've done in Russia? In St. Petersburg, they would drop that fuel bag off of a building, and mm -hmm. it still wouldn't break off like a three or four story building. Yeah, and it's all it's also in, enclosed, uh, right. so the possibility of that thing breaking are nothing. And the cage itself is extremely light with yeah. a fuel bladder instead of an actual you know fuel made out or or fuel tank made out of plastic. Huge difference. I agree. Yep. Evgeny, Ev that's his name. Evgeny. Thanks, Landon. Evgeny. Well, yeah, the Skymax, I've never flown that. I I've not gotten into flying a lot of paramotors because that's that's get you're getting into some serious money and you don't want to go busting that up. So that's true. Uh thank goodness that oh what will. I was going to say Bill H is going to go, and so is uh, uh, Kramer and Shannon. She's going, or he's going. <laughs> Sorry. Shannon. That's uh, Shannon. <laughs> but Kramer, this is going to be her very first fly-in. So any oh, tips nice. for you, a new someone who's never been to a fly-in before? Oh, yeah, tips. Yeah, um, tell us about tips, Martin, uh, for new people that never have been to a fly-in. Come see me or anybody wearing a blue vest, um, and we will try to assist you in any and every way possible. I always prefer that someone who has never flown at a fly-in kind of kick back and watch what's going on first. And depending on the amount of flights that they have, I prefer that they go further away from everybody else so that they can focus on what's about to take place because it's a little intimidating with you know, 50 guys up in the air at once. And uh, this is where I uh, should uh, kind of mention one of my spiels, if you will, continuously is to once you launch, you leave, you get out of there and go fly somewhere else. We don't want to see your wing and we don't want to see you strutting your stuff and being a cowboy around the LZ because people are trying to launch and they're trying to land. And so I'm always trying to promote that as my biggest thing. Once you launch, go somewhere else. Kansas is a big old state. And I ask that because we've had some close calls at, at a lot of fly-ins and actually, you know, mid-air collisions in some cases 
where people aren't paying attention. And the LZ is reserved for that only, is launching and landing, not for flying around and doing what you want to do. This is incorporating a lot of guys that some some people are used to it, some people are not. And that with that new person coming, I personally would like to talk to him and, you know, show him the camp area and kind of the do's and don'ts. And I've got a couple other air bosses that are willing to help out as well. That's what we're there for. We want to promote safety at all times. And if people don't know how to, um, how to, I don't want to say act, but that's the first thing that comes to mind. When you don't know what to do when you're at a large fly-in like that, if you don't know what to do, it's good that you come talk to myself or others and we can just try to teach you some things about flying with others that uh, you might not know. And it's a big enough place out there where you can go off all by your little lonesome and we can take you out there because we have golf carts and we can take you out there. And then when you land, we can come get you if you give us a call or if we're watching what's going on. We want to help. That's our job. But it's good that somebody, you know, that doesn't have the experience is wanting to open up that uh, opportunity to learn how to address uh, a fly-in without experience. Now, you said give you a call. Is there a public number that uh, that's routed to all the different air bosses? Or are you talking about specific cell phone numbers? Yep. We post our phone numbers on... Um, Usually my trailer is right out in the in the wide open and everybody that sees it, they can take a picture of the the, the air bosses and Landon's phone number. We have a kind of a staff phone number directory, if you will. And if you land out or you need some help, whatever the case is, our phone numbers are posted right there and you can call anybody. And if we are available to help, we're on our way. Really good, advice. really good advice and Kramer. So if you're listening, no barrel rolls over the LZ. <laughs> right. She says she's actually going to uh, work with Lone Star Paramotor, meet up with them too. So, Oh, that's cool. Yeah. Definitely a shout out to Lone Star. They are amazing people. Love them all to death. Been out there a couple of times. Great yeah. A people. Yeah. Yeah. They're awesome. Weren't they, they were on our show last year. A couple of times, I believe. Yeah, it was nice. We had a really good, really good time. And Kramer, you enjoy yourself. I'm so, I just want to say a shout out to her because it's her first time going there and her first flying. And I'm just, I'm super mm-hmm. excited for you, Kramer. So you go get him, girl. Oh, Absolutely. it's a girl, huh? Kramer, is that her last name or first name? No, her first name's Linda. Linda Kramer. Okay. Yep. Yeah. Okay. She's a lovely look, lady. I love her. I love her. And yep. if anything else, my girlfriend, she'll be on a golf cart and she can take Kramer. She knows just as much as I do about the LZ and what's expected. And, you know, if she wants to link up with Shannon, she's more than welcome. And Shannon will help her out any way she can. Can, very cool. can we can we see can we see her again on, on <laughs> he's like we in the is. corner there. <laughs> How do I turn this backwards? I saw, Kramer's comment. <laughs> I saw Kramer's comment that she may not fly at EFD because she hasn't flown that much. 
if she wants to, we can take her somewhere away from the airport if she has some free time and get her up somewhere else. You know what I think? I think since it's her first flying, I don't think she's going to get flying if even a thought. I think she's going to have such a good time hanging out with all the, all the people. Yeah, that <laughs> yeah just watching. Yeah, it's beautiful. It's just beautiful. Yeah, cool. it's definitely cool. good. I'm so excited for her. Oh, my goodness. Yeah. I just love yeah, it. It's going to be great. I love yeah. to see the girls fly. I love my girls. Yeah. I'll tell you what. So fun. The best part of a fly-in, and tell me if I'm wrong or not, is at night when you still have like 50 pilots up, you got a sunset, and everybody's just flying around. That is like the most beautiful scenery that you'll ever see, is seeing all these pilots up next to a sunset. It's just yeah. amazing. Yeah. Right. So if you guys are still watching, which I know you are, because I can see right through here to you, uh, give some thumbs up. That definitely helps our metrics. Thumbs up if you like our show. Thumbs up if you like our guests. Thumbs up if you like paramotoring. There you go. You got to do some sort of thumbs up for us. So we definitely thank you so much. It is uh, 8.07. We can continue to uh, chat if you want. I know that we said that we're going to give you an hour, but we kind of went past that. So how are you doing, Martin? You want to still chat for a minute or two, or do we need to let you go, buddy? Well, you know what? I definitely have a little time, but I I, <clears throat> I just wish that we had more opportunity, if we can, talk more about Endless and uh, and what to expect. But I, I, I just... I'm I'm better off answering than I am just kind of giving uh, my side of uh, an opinion because there's so much involved with uh, a fly-in and the etiquette and setting up your wing and the people that will help you. We're not there to uh, be anybody's boss. We're there to help people and we want to promote safety. And some people might get a little misconstrued because they're used to flying in their own LZ. And I've heard this a half a dozen times, you know, they're, you, they just kind of sometimes forget where they're at when they're flying because they come from wherever in the United States and they're used to flying their own way. And then they realize now that the crowd has kind of shown up that they can't just linger around the LZ. That's, that's my little pet peeve because there's just too many accidents that are avoidable. Um, around the LZ. So there's a big, beautiful state out there. I keep promoting that, but that's what I, I want everybody to know more than anything. Right. And then if you're asked most, if you don't know what, what goes on at a fly-in and uh, somebody comes up and they ask you, Hey, could you start your motor on the grass instead of on the, the runway? There's, there's a few things that, you know, some people just don't know about that or setting up a grill on the runway where, Put it on the grass. We're trying to keep the, the grease off of the runway. So there's all these little tips and tricks that uh, if you don't know, um, ask somebody. If we're not around, ask your neighbor. Uh, I, I always encourage people to talk to one another. I mean, we're, we're a paramotor you know, family, if you will, that um, what's wrong with asking instead of just assuming? If you assume, we already know what that is. What, what what comes out of that you make an ass out of yourself we don't right. want to do that so so what so what are some of the etiquette things that maybe somebody that hasn't gone to a fly-in so so let's just go through the basic etiquette of flying over at an lz obviously you take off 
and you leave. Get out of the way because we got more people that need to take off. When you come in for a landing, get out of your seat so we can see that you're actually coming in for a landing because I tell you what, as a, you know, as a, as a pilot that's been flying for years, I usually will sit in my seat, foot drag while I'm still in my seat, and then step out of my seat as I'm on the ground. Ooh. However, when I'm in flying, I get out of my seat on purpose to let people know I'm actually coming for a, a landing. So some, what are some of the etiquettes that we need to know when we go to a flying, any flying, especially EFD this year? Right. So one thing I see that happens quite often is somebody will take their wing, lay it out, and then go get their paramotor. Well, now you're kind of backing up the system. There is plenty of room out there at this, uh, at this LZ where if you have to walk a little further, set your wing up, and then go back and get your motor. We understand that. But if you set your wing up and then you go and talk and have a cup of coffee, what you're doing is backing up a system or an opportunity for somebody else to taco your wing now because they'll see that your wing is sitting there, you're nowhere to be found, and they'll set up right ahead of you and then taco your wing, and then you'll be mad at them. Well, if you hadn't set your wing up there and, and just left it for 10, 15 minutes, you know, here's your here's your sign on that one. <laughs> 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 that happens. We have a lot of people that do that. They just walk away and, you know, then there's going to be the argument, well, you did this and and, and messed my wing up. And, and, you know, there's plenty of room out there to set up a little further, but everybody wants to launch right from where their trailer is, which I get that. The paramotor's heavy, but that's just some of the etiquette. And then putting your neck on a swivel you know, finding out which way they're coming in, if they're coming in and you're about to take off, I would look behind me first. And we're out there on our carts nonstop during fly flight time. And a lot of times we can't be everywhere at once, but when we see something, we'll raise our hand and we'll, you know, I'll do like this. No, don't go or, or go. But then if you're an inexper inexperienced pilot, I always suggest that they go set up somewhere else, a little bit further down the, the, the LZ so that they can, they can get some good clean air before they take off and they're not hindering everybody else because there's some guys that will throw that. What is that when you throw your wing and it's in a, uh, a blossom? Rosette. A rosette. There you go. And I love watching pilots like that take off. They can just throw their wing, turn around and blast off. It's, it's kind of neat seeing that. Give those that give those guys that that know what they're doing. Um, I'm not saying give them their due, but if you're sitting there and you don't know what to do, you've already kind of you're backing up the system already. So spread yourself out any way you can so that you can take your time and 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 just think about what's about to take place and, and looking behind you again, as stated, is it's just and then if you blow a launch, we'll be right there to help you. If you blow it, we've, I've reset hundreds of wings. That's, that's some of my job. It's what I like to do. And you can also kind of calm them down too and say, this is what took place. You know, you snagged your wing on the, on the cage or you weren't, you know, you weren't, there's so many things you, we all know what takes place when it's beginner time, but yeah, just trying to help, uh, help everybody out. That's what we do out there. Well, one thing I've never heard mentioned, probably because it's common sense, 
but I've never heard anybody mention that flans. Now maybe it, maybe they have some kind of rule with the flans, but don't drink and fly. That's way stupid. Just saying. That you're, has you're, been a long-standing rule at EFD. Yeah. Long-standing oh, okay. rule. Yeah. I will put that out in the meeting. Unfortunately, I have to say, not only drinking, it's getting high. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, you can smell weed everywhere in this West. I smelled in a, in a car rental this morning. I moved one out of the way at the airport in St. Louis. I, I, I got in. And I was like, there's dope smell in this vehicle. I mean, that's people do this now and I get it. I think I get it, but not when flying. You should, I mean, keep your head on. It should be almost uh, the law. You should not drink and you should not smoke prior to, to flying. And people will still push that envelope. And I haven't gotten permission from Landon yet, but I, I don't want to, if, if that is the case and somebody's caught doing that, they'll be asked to leave. <laughs> We're not going to allow yeah, that. They're putting their own life plus other people's lives at risk. I mean, that's, right. that's the main thing, you know, who knows what could happen. So, yeah. That, that it is the main thing that they're putting themselves or anybody else at risk. That is the number one reason for all these rules. But then on the flip side of that coin, you put the whole event at risk because when you go to a, a community or, or private, like this is public land, it's city owned land, but you can go anywhere. You can make an event be shut down permanently if, if somebody does something stupid or even just a true accident, nobody wants to see that happen again. Right. So a lot of stuff's at risk when you mess up. Good point. Thanks. Yeah, definitely. Thanks for bringing that up. No problem. I just, uh, yeah, I mean, they, everybody talks about fly-ins and usually it is the rule about, you know, bringing your wing out. I just never heard anything about not drinking or, or smoking, which, yeah, that, that could be an issue too. But yeah, I just thought it was. So, so drinking is allowed, but don't get all wasted, right? type of thing no, before you before you launch i mean that's the type of drinking you anybody can do anything they want when they're off duty not flying but when you're if you if you need to have a squig before you launch don't we do better not catch you doing that you know you can drink and the, and the guys that i hang out with they'll get to a certain point where they make a decision whether they're going to fly or not and if they're not going to fly they can have a beer and then they yeah. ain't flying. That's just, right. that's how they do it. If they're going to fly, they wait until they're done flying for the day and they'll have a beer. That's exactly what I yep. do, Will. It's like, you know, yep. am I going to fly anymore tonight? Nope. And then I'll just pop open a beer. It's, if I know I'm done, then, I, but otherwise I don't touch it. <laughs> Good. There's one other thing I wanted to mention, and yeah. I haven't done a whole lot of things right in my flying career, but one thing I did get right is my very first fly-in, I went with a group of guys that I had already built a relationship with, and I knew that, you know, that they were good flyers, you know, I kind of had, they just kind of took me under their wing, and I didn't feel like I was all alone at the fly-in, you know, um, so if you're going to go to a fly-in, try, if you can, to you know, go with the group of guys you already know or girls you already know. And if not, then yeah, exactly what Martin said, hook up with the host and just let them know, Hey, this is my first flying. I've got 10 flights under my belt and, and it, it, it just take it from there. You know, mm -hmm. Those are great with you. exactly. Now, we've had so groups, 
Go ahead, Sean. Well, I was just going to say, uh, when you do your pilot briefing, what are some of the things that we talk about in pilot briefings? So it's uh, we have giveaways every every pilot briefing through the vendors, which is always kind of a, a big time plus at this event. Uh, to include two paramotors a couple of years ago were given away. Wings were given away. I don't know. That's not my. Um, that's it's not my job, but. We discuss uh, in advance anything that has to do with flying. Um, when we're flying, before we fly, we kind of promote the weather, talk about the weather, what to look for, and then just go over some of the safety rules that are kind of standard all the time, which, again, I, I reiterate that and will burn myself out, launch and leave. That's the main thing. We don't fly over uh, homes and schools and, you know, heavily populated areas, which Fredonia is not heavily populated. But, you know, you shouldn't be flying over homes. You can do the outskirts of town. Uh, and a lot of people will sit out intentionally just to watch you fly over. But the, the same rules, they're kind of basic. And I've just covered them. But... The etiquette on the LZ is a whole separate thing. If we have some somebody that just kind of does that, lays out their wing or a drone flying. We've had people flying a drone while the, the, the fly-in is going on. And we did not know where that person was that was flying the drone. So it got a little frantic for a little while until we found out where he was. Um, while flying, doing wing, wing tip touches, or coming up to somebody that uh, doesn't even know you. We've had people do that where they just, <clears throat> they think it's maybe fun or cool, but the person who has never been wingtip bumped, he's not going to be too fond of that. He's going to be a little intimidated. And we've had that happen a few times. So I pushed we've that. We've seen issue. the videos. Yep. It's dangerous. Yeah. And, you know, we don't, we, we don't want anything to happen because of like what Shannon said, you know, this this event could get shut down because somebody does something stupid. And that's what we try to promote is just safety all the time. Exactly. How about right away? Uh, you know, for new people that are coming out there, they may not uh, understand the right away. Uh, who has the right away taken off, coming in for landing, uh, you know, all these different right aways. Can you mm -hmm. explain that and clarify? Well, so the right away uh, typically, depending on which way the wind is going, everybody sets up their wing and they know they're, you know, going to hit that objective up up in advance. And people will line up side to side. Now, when it's time to land, we have another LZ behind the runway, and that's where typically people we take off from both sides and land from both sides. But the the right away is is kind of just amongst the pilots to when you, like you said, when you get out of your seat, if somebody doesn't see that, then you probably shouldn't be landing there if people are taking off. So we try to spread them out along the LZ, but it's the pilot's choice wherever he sets up, unless I have to get involved or one of my guys have to get involved to kind of break up that bunch of people that are about to take off on a flight together, which we, we see that happen quite often. But spreading them out, uh, it it allows the 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 bad air, you, you know that that will take over real fast in a in 
with a bunch of people leaving. But the right away, I, I keep kind of thinking that's just kind of like a rule of thumb that pilots have to kind of know in advance. And maybe that's why I promote going out further and setting yourself up so you don't have to be a part of waiting for somebody to launch or waiting for somebody to land. If you go set up somewhere <clears throat> far enough, you have all the LZ you could ever want, right? Right out there by yourself. So. <laughs> and that's where the host can really help you out, point you in the right direction. Yep, exactly. That's why we're there. So uh, there's a couple a couple of things that come to mind, you know, if you are in a situation and each, each uh, uh, flying is going to have its own set of rules or whatever unique situation but if you're waiting to take off and there's somebody on final getting ready to land <clears throat> that person has the right of way you're comfortable mm -hmm. on the ground he may <laughs> he, you know he may be low on fuel or whatever but he has the right of way in the air <clears throat> if you're approaching each other head on then you each divert to the right yeah and as far as altitude goes, the pilot at the lower altitude has the right of way. Because remember, you can't see above your canopy. And uh, I've had that happen quite a few times. And, and uh, it, it, when I make turns I try, at a fly-in, I try to make them uh, as gently as I can. In other words, I just don't yank and bank because I want to kind of gently turn or bank so that I can see as far back behind me and all around me as I can. Um, because when you've got that many wings in the air, it, it can get kind of, um, it can get kind Sketchy. of hairy. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. that's uh, when, when you're close to the LZ, just be gentle. And, uh, like, like Martin said, keep your head on a swivel. Absolutely. Well, and if you don't have a reserve, get a reserve before you go fly at a fly in. Mm -hmm. Only they gave one of those away last year too. Yeah. What's so, that? What's that? One more time. The one uh, they had a reserve last year at the at the endless foot drag as a giveaway. So it's right. a good good chance to get your reserve. <laughs> I don't know what's what's in the basket this year, but it's always good stuff. Yeah, that's good. Um, so. Uh, I did a search real quick just so I could uh, tell you verbatim what this says. It says each person operating an ultralight vehicle shall maintain vigilance so as to see and avoid aircraft and shall yield the right of way to all aircraft. No person may operate an ultralight vehicle in a manner that creates a collision hazard with respect to any aircraft. So just remember the FAR 103s are written that you are, the pilot command of your ultralight, paramotor or otherwise, uh, are responsible for any damages to anybody on the ground. So if you are flying and at any point your motor or, or your um, prop could fall off, you know, or you could have something that goes through your prop and uh, maybe your uh, exhaust drops. If that exhaust drops and would hit anything on the ground, you're obviously flying over something that's considered congested. So remember that when you're flying out there, if something fell off right now, would it hit a person? Would it hurt some property? And that way you always know that you're flying correctly because if there's nothing underneath you that could get hit, 
you're you're flying um you know you're flying correctly under our fra103s right so be very very cautious always have that head on the swivel and exactly what will said too when you're out flying with anybody else even if it's not in a fly-in do that nice slow slow turn remember how it was in training right you look right lean right pull right right it's not just yank and bank so remember your your fun training that you had and be very, very careful out there. Anything else, guys, as far as um, etiquette at a fly-in or around other pilots? I like what uh, Will brought up. He's right about the, the altitude, the, the fact that, you know, if you're flying, if you've got somebody below you, they have the right-of-way because they don't, they won't be able to see you. That's, that's a very good point. That's something I... That's why I don't fly around with people. I don't like flying around a lot of people because I don't know what their ability is while flying. And that's something probably I ought to promote as well when flying. Instead of if you've got a buddy or several buddies that want to go fly together and you guys are used to flying like that, you know, that's kind of fun playing uh follow the leader. And, and and I've played that a couple of times with with other people. It is fun to to fly like that, but when some people don't know your style of fly. Um, flying above them is not a good idea. Get out of there. Go go fly somewhere else. Go find some other friends that you don't know. It's not <laughs> yeah, you don't want to meet them in the sky. Yeah. Sure. Not a good way to start the first initial <laughs> friendship. <laughs> exactly. Another thing, too, that one of the things that we uh, talk about as students when we're flying, if someone is taking off, Nine times out of 10, it's a moster or something that will torque off to the right-hand side, right? Unless it's a, it's an Adam 80, then it might torque off to the left. But uh, most of the big motors that you're going to see take off, they're going to take off and kind of bank off to the right. It's just a natural thing. So if you watch people take off from up high and you're coming in for a landing, you know, you got to watch. They might just bank over towards you so be very careful about is uh is watching your your pilots below you and obviously they do have the right of way did anyone get any intel from that uh midair at dave purden's last couple weeks ago did anybody hear about the two registered uh ppcs that had their little tangle i did yeah. not hear about that they did there was a midair collision with two ppcs close to the ground i'm guessing 25 feet um the both from what I gather from the pictures that I've seen, both the uh, both of them were demolished, but nobody got hurt. Uh -huh. Yeah, so, I saw the video. They were pretty close to the ground. One was landing and the other one was taken off and they ran into each other. Yeah. And so let's just dissect that one real fast. I, I, I chose a side and then I <clears throat> might have jumped the gun, but I... I kind of feel the person who was at fault was the one that was on the ground. Um, but then when you look at the guy who decided to land so close, that's where common sense on flying has to kick in very fast. And I think PPCs, don't they motor on land? Isn't that their typical method of, of, of landing? Yeah. 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 Their motors are going to be running. So, I mean, uh, uh, so I have to watch that well, video. Most yeah, most trikes stay on uh, motor too, so you know you could easily you know bank and uh, and and turn. Mm -hmm. I don't understand how you can come in for a landing and not see a canopy come up and not just 
full throttle and get out of the way. I, I don't understand that. But I didn't see the video either. Oh, could there's you, a video of that? Yes. Yeah, Steve, could you put the, would you mind if you can find the link? I'd Ooh, it's a it's a video inside another video. I, I can try to rip it out of there, but I, I couldn't do it tonight. There's no way. But yeah, it's, it's a very short video, but it shows they they were maybe five to ten feet off the ground, so they weren't very high. But yeah, you can see the guy coming in, and this other guy was going to launch, and I guess he didn't even look at what was in front of him at all. Normally, you don't have to worry about what's in front of you. You got a wide open field, but this guy was coming in and just bam, they just wrapped up to each other. And oh, they through. both were facing each other. Yes. Oh, okay. Other. So the guy that blew the launch on the ground is, I, I was told when he blew the launch, he, he got the wing back up or maybe it never did uh, fully collapse, but he then went and, and <clears throat> tried to launch from a different direction as this guy's coming in. And maybe that's why he didn't see oh, neither okay. one of them saw each other, but I feel, you know, I don't know. I, I actually spoke with a, <laughs> This was unintentionally, but I spoke with a gentleman that is an FAA agent or official just earlier this week. And then when I realized he was trying to pick my brain about this, I, sh I quickly kind of got out of the conversation because yeah. I wasn't trying to get nobody in trouble. I just, you know, they don't know about this stuff and that's probably best. We should, we can police our own without getting them involved. But in some cases, the right away in this, I'd love to hear some sort of official uh, answer as to what, 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 who was at fault? I believe the guy on the ground was at fault. If I but, could see the video, I, I would love to. Yeah. yeah. Maybe next week. That'd be nice to see it next week. Uh, yeah. I'd like to join in on that. Well, the PPCs are usually N numbered. So, are they were they both N numbered, or was one of them or both of them going under the FAR 103? One wasn't, and and the guy that hit him that was landing, I guess he he told the guy that was not numbered, if if you'll see an FAA agent at your door by a certain day that week if he because he was there illegally already so he's going to be at fault already on the, the guy that was not numbered he had bought this thing and he was new to the sport that's what i was told a buddy of mine Bronx smith he went to that fly-in also and uh he eavesdropped a couple of ppc guys talking and how he got involved was that he was walking by he heard i, I found it did you okay. Yeah, hold on just a second. I'll get it loaded up here. Well, do we want to show that on the show? That's <laughs> everybody's well, like, well, how about, well, how about this? How about this? Um, you guys are my panel. If you want to show it, raise your hand. If you don't want to show it, don't. I haven't it. seen it, so I can't really vote. I mean, it's I don't. It's not know bad. It. I mean, there's no. It, it's really quick. It just shows the guy coming in. You, you'll see them hit and then it ends right there. All right. So let's go ahead and show it. Um, no audio though. Okay. Okay. No audio. Um, let me get, let me get it to the starting point here. Because as ultralights, we yield all, we, we yield to all N numbered certified aircraft. 
So okay, there we go. If the certified aircraft is coming in and we're taking off and hit it as ultralight, we would be at fault. So it'd be really interesting to see this. Okay, so y'all can see this, right? Okay, yes. You can see a paramotor coming in. All right, it's going to happen over to the left over here. But Oh, did it just skip? Yeah. All right, it's about to show it. it I don't know why I did that. There right. we go. This is it. So this is the PPC coming in? Yes. Right in between them trailers, you'll see um, where it happens. Oh. No, that guy was on the ground. Oh wow! I I had that backwards. Yeah, let me um. Yeah, let's, just let's, a little bit. Let's watch that again. So, yeah, I thought I thought that was the guy, but that's not him. The one coming in there. The other so, one is going to show up right there. Okay, so that oh kind of puts a different spin on it. The guy yeah. on the BBC was on the ground still. They look like they're both on the ground. Am, am I incorrect? No, the one I thought was flying. still on the air. I um, thought the other one was in, in the air too. So that one that's flying is not the one that actually. Yeah, hit. that's not the one. So I'm pretty sure. The one just takes off right here. Maybe that is. Yeah, that is the same one. The one. So he had Isn't landed it? and the other guy took off right into him. So yeah, it doesn't even look like they were. Even up in the air, it kind of looks yeah, like they were, were really low. I mean, the, uh, that was so can you low. Zoom in on it. Um, I mean, I, I can try and make it a little bigger, but so he's landing. The yellow was landing, and the red was taken off. Yes. Yeah, uh, okay. What yeah, was so in red, the air? So red was in the air, but yellow was on the ground, already landed. Looks like red's at fault. Yeah. Yeah, because he ran it. Yeah, look, yeah. So yellow looks like he landed and then red just came up and Boom. got him. Yep. Wow. Oh. Okay. Well, then I take that back. But they, you know, I guess they have to sort that out, luckily, between themselves. But the guy that's not numbered is now. He's illegally flying that N-numbered, supposedly that N-numbered aircraft. He shouldn't so they, have been there. So they both were N-numbered? No. The guy that was coming in was not numbered. The guy that landed was numbered. Okay. So the guy that came in was a PPC N-numbered, and the no, other one was... The guy that was landing was not numbered. And then the guy that, excuse me, the guy that landed in the yellow wing, he was not numbered. The guy in the red wing was the, the, he was pissed off because the guy shouldn't even have been there. So yellow should not have been there. Right. He was and not numbered. So being not numbered oh. still could mean that he's flying that ultralight and it could be under 254 pounds. And then he's flying under FAR 103. Well, it, they're both PPCs. That's what I was told. You can have a PPC under 254 unnumbered and certified. Unnumbered. As long as it's not certified, you can fly it under FAR 103. Well, that, you just added a piece to the puzzle on that one. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't long, understand it, the numbers yeah. when you're talking about, I'm sorry, the number. So, uh, so the end number is when you have a certified aircraft. 
So when you have a certified aircraft, you need to have a license saying that you can fly that particular aircraft. And the end number is basically like a registration number that everybody can see. Oh, uh, okay. Paramotors, we don't have end numbers. They're not certified. And we get to fly under uh, the ultralight under part 103. That means that we don't need a license through the FAA. I see. Okay. So this reminds me, we may or may not be talking about this if it comes up tomorrow night at eight on uh, the uh, Tuesday night on the uh, paramotor hangout show. Wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. What? You're you're starting the paramotor hangout show again? It's just going to be, it's going to be one special episode about okay. Curtis. Okay. Excellent. Mm. All right. Well, I hope so, we didn't step on any toes by talking about this, but this is something that uh, might might help for future references. All of us, when coming in or landing, we need to know the you know the etiquette on that. And I find the guy that that was coming in. I I mean, they both made piss poor decisions right there. They really did. How they couldn't see each other is one of my big questions. How could they yeah. not see the other one? Well, here's something, too. Uh, as a trike or PPC, we basically can take off and land in any direction. Mm -hmm. uh, foot launch, we need to go into the wind and land into the wind. So maybe at fly-ins, if we are on wheeled vehicles, even though we can take off in any direction or land in any direction, we probably should land into the wind just because there's so many people that are foot launching and they would expect people that are landing to land into the wind. So mm -hmm. if you so do that... fly something with wheels at a fly-in, maybe under the etiquette, it's not a law, but if you are flying wheels, fly you know launch into the wind and land into the wind so everybody else kind of knows what you're doing and yeah normally happened. you wouldn't see that because if it was all paramotors we're all going into the wind but since right. he was on a ppc he was coming you know with a tailwind while the paramotor guy is going into the wind that's why they went right at each other mm -hmm. there is always i mean at least from the, the flying's i've been to there is always an established pattern I mean, each session will have its own established pattern. You know, you'll see the wings laid out in a certain direction, and mm -hmm. that's, kind of like, that's the established pattern. So, but Walter, man, he, he kind of cracked me up. He said, uh, "What did he say? Dang it!" This, oh, he said one was going the wrong way. <laughs> <laughs> you should be an FAA investigator, Walter. Yeah. <laughs> That's that darn one-way sign, I didn't see it. That's, that's interesting. Um, so un under these circumstances that we just saw, is that something that we think that we might see at future fly-ins where if you're wheeled or if you are foot launching, we always launch and land into the wind so we're not confused? I have seen on past practice, probably anybody who's gone to a lot of Flying's. I've never seen that opposite direction landing. Uh, it's always typical in the direction of the wind that's coming in. You so know. You've been to, so you've been to moonshiners where people are taking off into the wind in both directions. No, <laughs> no. That's, <Moonshiners>. an <laughs> that's, that's an outlaw. That's an outlaw fly in. 
That's a little unfair, though. I mean, that's an anomaly at Moonshiners. That is an anomaly over at Moonshiners. Yeah. But yeah, you can actually, one person will be over here and fly into the wind, and the other person come in the opposite direction, flying into wind, because it's in a big bowl. It's the craziest thing that's I've ever flown in. Interesting. Well, that, that's good information, and I'm kind of glad to hear uh, a lot of other people. Maybe I, I can incorporate that into a part of the safety of endless yeah. and to remind the trikes you know you don't own the wind right <laughs> that, that's that's really good too and maybe uh trainers out there too that do foot launch and uh trike might implement something like that and right now that's what i'm going to do is um everybody launches and lands into the wind whether you're on foot launch or, or if you're on wheels or not That'd be, that'd be safer yeah so i'm glad that we have every every monday every time that we do a podcast i learn something new you know it's like you're always learning something you know and obviously if you're not learning something every day you're not living life to the fullest right so learn every day we've learned a lot today and you know mm -hmm. without the the help of our uh, amazing guest martin henderson the air boss over at uh, efd and of course, Scuba Steve finding that, uh, everybody on the panel, we got our Kevin, uh, that's going to be going to EFD Paramom that, you know, works with the nonprofit and, uh, books people here, Butch Fly that is now working with the nonprofit as the director of what? Yeah. You're on mute. He's director of, mute of operations. Director of operations. We'll fly the treasurer. Uh, of runs the sky and helps us out over here you know without everyone that is is working on this podcast and uh is out there in the community you know ppg smoke we got a lot of amazing people out there um air sports we got sky sports usa i mean we have so many amazing people out there that are really doing a lot of things for the sport uh we got people that are putting on amazing uh fly-ins and just working their butt off to make sure that this sport stays here with us within the community and i want to thank each and everybody out there that is doing that being an ambassador to the sport is really important also you know if you fly paramotors you got to be an ambassador you you just got to be a nice person uh, what are you doing what are you doing paramount i'm just i'm promoting jb he's not you know james not here tonight but i want everybody to see what he does too brandon yeah. He he's going to be at EFD, Tampa. isn't he? I think he said he was going to EFD. He is going to be at EFD. Right. He's going to have a his his uh, he's going to have some merch there too. So we'll be able to say, "Hey, well, uh, now it's not bothering me, Linda, but that picture behind you, I swear, it looks like you're waving the entire cast." You're like, <laughs> "Like, are you doing your hand up?" I'm, that red hand is just like, "Hey, how's it going?" <laughs> we should close the door. Or she always has a question. You forgot someone important. To take off, and Jade, Jade was standing like right in front of me, and and she's like, "You ready?" And you're like, "Yeah," but I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> "You forgot someone important, Sean." <laughs> Shannon. Oh, and Shannon, absolutely, yeah. Shannon Martin. Yes, did I not say Shannon? Also, I'm so sorry. I I was thinking it. I saw her. I thought I was saying. I don't know. You know me. I'm an old grandpa. Forgive me. But yeah, what were y'all talking about me? <laughs> yeah, that's it, Scuba. We're talking about you. This was yeah, really, uh, really fun. I, really I, fun. I love learning and I love my friends. I love hanging out with you guys. Martin is so awesome to, to chat with you for what almost two hours today. Actually, it's been two hours if you counted the um 
Oh, three hours if you counted us talking on the phone earlier, too. Like, so, good, good. Absolutely. I enjoyed meeting you guys and look forward to meeting you guys as well. We'd love to see you come out to Endless Foot Drag. And uh, if if uh, if you have a chance, swing by and say hello. We'd love to meet you. Absolutely. Well, thank you guys so much. I, I love learning more and more about paramotors. You know, I don't think that you can learn enough. All right. Absolutely. Yeah, so once great. again, guys, uh, Martin Henderson, Air Boss over at EFD. If you go there, make sure you say hi to Martin. Oh, there you go. And I assume Shannon's <laughs> going to be there too. We'll say hi to Shannon. And yep. uh, Kramer's going to be there. First time ever been to there uh, to a fly-in. Butch, Kevin, first time that they've ever gone, if they're going to make it uh, to EFD also. So hopefully we'll sure. see everybody there. We'll high-five sing kumbaya uh do some some uh, marshmallows and what is that marshmallow chocolate s'mores again? s'mores do some s'mores oh my, oh my god. god really what yeah. is that marshmallow chocolatey hey what is that <laughs> peanut butter and chocolate thing too um, um hey, i'm a grandpa come on man give me give this brain a little break <laughs> like all right little good little night little Right. Good night, everybody. Have a great evening. Thank you so much, uh, everybody on the panel. Hold tight. We're going to do a, a, a short after uh, show just to talk about a little something, something that's private. So, Martin, thanks again, buddy. We appreciate sure. you. See Dan, you all later. Thank you so much. Got Wait. a good one, guys. Wait, Sean, uh, Wales found it. Yeah, I was trying to get your attention. What's that? Well, I wanted, I wanted to... to uh, give a shout out to Southeast Paramotor Group. And then I also wanted to remind them how to get in touch with the show tomorrow night. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, we're just saying goodbye to to, to Martin and Shannon. Uh, we're still here for a little bit. So definitely let's do some shout outs. All right. Well, so if you live in the Southeast and you like or have anything to do with paramotors, check out Southeast Paramotor Group on Facebook. It's uh, the place for you. And then tomorrow night, 8 p.m., is Paramotor Hangout. It's a special episode about uh, Purden's Flying, the best one yet. So 8 p.m. tomorrow night, be there, be square. How do we get there, Will? Oh, that's, I'm glad you asked. You would go to ppgshane.com. Excellent. Thank you so much for that. Also, too, on Wednesdays, uh, we have Paramotor Girl, Flying Flamingo J. Doing... want to fly. Mm-hmm. Flying, flying, flying. And yep. uh, so you can go over there by going to paramotorgirl.com. And That's if you right. haven't subscribed already, make sure you subscribe, hit that bell notifications. Uh, Thursday, I think there's a very important son of a very important woman that's on this uh, panel yes. here. Tell us all about Thursday that. Thursday nights are rocking anymore. I tell you what, the guest he gets on there, you just never know who's going to show up. That's what's so fun. Um, yeah, it's uh, paraglidingchalk.com. With your host Robert Michaels, and um, every Thursday night, come hang with us. Jump in the chat. We always have a really good time. That dude, I thought I was popular, okay, but Robert, I think he beat me by popularity. You know what I'm saying? No, I love him. His show is always so fun. You never know who's going to come on there and stuff. So make sure y'all hang out on Thursday. I'm sure he's got a show this Thursday and all that good stuff. So. I know I actually had time to watch Thursday's show last week and they canceled. <laughs> well, we appreciate you. We always I appreciate all the chatters in there. We always have a good time. So that's it.
That's Absolutely. It. Well, thank you, Miss Linda. We appreciate you for sure. So fun. It is super fun. Yep. I, I always do the hearts for everybody. Thank you, Chatters. If you're all like, there real quick. <laughs> <laughs> I love my Chatters. Thank you so much for hanging with us tonight. We Absolutely. so, so appreciate you uh, joining us every Monday. Monday. Oh, yeah. And the dog. Ah. Yes. And the doggies. We love the doggies. That's what. Remember when I had my house in Arizona? That's what my house sounded like when I had my dogs. Remember, I always had to mute it. Yep. <laughs> Kevin's like, oh, my God, I can't believe that happened. <laughs> <I know. laughs> Man, it happens all the time. It's no big deal. Hey, Scuba Steve, what what goes on on uh, on Fridays? On Friday nights, I um I would say I usually do a vaping show, but I do talk a lot about paramotors, which pisses off Munchkin. But you know, <laughs> I, you, you, if you fly a paramotor, you're going to talk about paramotors, so it happens. That's the truth. And I can't believe I just wrote in chat. Will will be on tomorrow. That just looks weird. Will will be on tomorrow night. Well, also, too, Spinny Will. I mean, you right. know, we're just learning wheels. that Will is part of our life now. And there's <laughs> nothing we can do about it. Steve shows a lot of fun, man. You can tell that he's doing his best not to talk about paramotors, but it's just like sucks him right back in every time. Every time. Fridays are the best, man. Your show is so, it's so much fun. We really have a good time oh, out there, don't we? Yeah, Steve? we try to have everybody a good time. gets in the chat and we just talk about anything and everything. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. So well, if I have any new gear, it just goes way off the rails, which is most <laughs> of the time. Only a matter of time. Once our school is built, we're gonna have the internet, we're gonna have everything. So we'll be able to uh, watch all the shows from now on. It's been so difficult because we have to drive all the way over from the uh from our lz our school that's being built all the way over here and we just don't have time but man we're gonna have time we're gonna be on every single show we're gonna jump on everybody's show we're gonna be there or be square that's gonna be fun though to when you get everything comes together for you on the the school and everything else i'm super excited for y'all yeah, we we had a a grant for uh, $5,000 that put in uh, two poles and the electricity run uh, to the meter. So it didn't cost us anything. So thank you um, for that. And we're going to be putting sending out a letter to, to thank you uh, for, for the people that actually did that. And we're going to so put that on here also to thank them publicly. Is it true you got a toilet before you got power in there? You don't need power to flush a toilet. Well, I know that. I'm just wondering which came first. The toilet or the electricity. Right. <laughs> <laughs> well, the toilet always comes first because there's always a tree out there, right? <laughs> you don't believe me? Ask the bear in the woods. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's going to be really nice, too. It, it's so tall that we can put in lofts. Um, we're, we're, it's a huge, huge building. And I, I really can't wait. This is going to be so amazing. It's so, so close. We're right there on the cusp of everything just, just making it. Everything's going to work. Michael joined the room. Welcome, Michael. Glad that you made it here on our audio podcast uh, live streaming over at uh, Podbean. So thank you very, very much for joining us, Michael. Right as we're ready to leave. And that happens all the time, right? Very cool. Hey, how many people gave us thumbs up? What, what kind of thumbs up do we get today? Nineteen uh, is what I'm showing. Uh, that's how many is watching right now. Which Excellent. went 
everybody's about to leave because they're like, we're not, we know we're getting off. So that they're starting to drop off now. All right. Well, definitely. Thank you, everybody. We're going to head on out. Um, once again, thank you, Kevin, for joining us. And you'll be going to EFD, crossing our fingers, and you'll be going to your very first uh, flying. And EFD is awesome. Butch is also crossing his fingers, too, that we're going to make it there. Will Fly is going to make it to EFD next year. <laughs> Thank you for everything you do, Will Fly, for everything you do behind the scenes, everything from being the treasurer for the Run to the Sky, uh, doing the Spinny Will, which I think that you made that yours. So that's pretty awesome, the Spinny Will of Winnie Things over here and doing all the stuff that you do behind the scenes. You guys are just amazing. I, I can't even thank you guys enough. Uh, uh, Scuba Steve taking questions so we can have it over here locally on our Zoom uh, Paramom working tirelessly, endlessly finding people to come on our show and helping us also not only as the uh, the PR girl here, but also at the Run to the Sky. So pretty yep. awesome, Apostle. Sean, Sean, you're the man. Got to do what Linda's doing. You're the man. <laughs> scoop has got his hand up. <laughs> it looks like Linda's holding her hand up. There. I know. It's like, <laughs> all right. I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. <laughs> help me, Paramore. We should do the whole show like this. People, what the heck? It going? took some doing uh, to get that picture there. Okay, I'm just telling you, it took me like two hours to figure out how in the people. heck do I transfer my picture over? I should, to I should, I should get a uh, screenshot of that. I think that I would know. be funny. Yeah. Let's see if I can do it though. I don't yeah, know let's, do it. let's everybody do that. I'm gonna try. Linda, don't have to do anything. Oh. No, Run no, Linda, well. put your hand down. Oh, okay. ready? I think we got it. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so awesome! <laughs> I put your hand down. Oh, well, that's right, because I already have my hand up. <laughs> oh my gosh. Oh, oh man, my cheeks hurt from right laughing now. so much. I love it. It's in the oh. chat for anyone who wants to look at it. That's great. Oh. Absolutely great. All right, guys. So um, let's go ahead and uh, get off the live stream and talk privately for about two minutes. And then we'll yeah. head on off. And Grandpa's got to go to bed. I'm tired. I, I, I can't do this old. I can't do this late stuff where it's 8.53, 8.56. Way too late for Grandpa. I can't do this. All right. Y'all have a great evening. Thank you so much. Don't forget tomorrow, go to ppgshane.com. Watch that special on Wednesday, Paramotor Girl. On Thursday, Paramotor or uh, 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 talk.com And cool. with Steve with his paramotordude.com. And me, you can find me at ppggrandpa.com or iflyparamotors.com. And of course, you can always find us over at runtothesky.org. This is our nonprofit helping people uh, disabled vets learn to fly get adaptive gear and get up in the air because it's absolutely so amazing check out runintothesky.org and peace out we'll see you next time and Bye. hopefully see you soon in the sky oh my stop and live screen peace and stopping our audio recording <laughs>